Hey, my whizzes, and welcome to episode 233 of the Food Biz Whiz podcast. Now, I'm going to confess something, and folks often have a hard time believing me when I say this, but I am an introvert. And here's the confession I usually dread going to trade shows and industry events, they really take it out of me. But Knowing how valuable events are for our industry, I have found a way to make them less painful and, dare I say, enjoyable, even as an introvert. If you're like me, either an introvert or maybe you're shy or you simply hate small talk, or if you have ever felt like an outsider at an event, this episode is for you. Today, I'm sharing my best advice on handling the that upcoming trade show or your next event, and I am going to break it down into three steps for you to take, even when you are feeling hesitant about showing up. Let's get right into it. I'm Allie Ball, former grocery buyer and retail store manager turned wholesale consultant. In my role on the retail floor, I saw delicious, values-driven brands fail on our shelves simply because they didn't understand the behind the scenes of wholesale. I created the Food Biz Whiz podcast to give you hard to access insight from my career in the food industry and the tools and strategies to help you succeed on retail shelves. If you're a committed food founder who's looking to create and grow a packaged products business that positively impacts our food system, puts wealth back into your own hands, and employs members of your local community, you have found the right podcast. Let's do this. Hey, whizzes. All right. Now that I have shared my secret that I am an introvert and that I typically... (laughs) try to avoid in-person industry events at all costs, I'm going to use that info to help you if you have ever felt the same way. Now, I got to backpedal here a tiny bit and say that it's it's not that I hate all industry events. That's, That's not it. That's not true at all. It's just that they take a lot out of me and they're really draining to me. And Admittedly, I often feel awkward when I'm there and I don't like I don't like having to figure out how to navigate a room and how to talk to strangers and I mean get this, I guess since we're making big confessions today on the podcast, I'll just say I often feel some imposter syndrome in rooms filled with industry veterans and those big names. I have been to so many industry events where, frankly, it feels like an insider's club, a club that is often filled with older, middle-aged white men. And from time to time, I question if I belong in that room. I hate that feeling. And I've got to think that if I, a woman who has spent over 15 years in this industry, who has supported thousands of brands in retail ready, and who has literally helped to generate hundreds of millions of dollars in sales for emerging brands, right? I've got the credentials. And if I feel like an outsider, I'm sure that some of you listening do as well, especially, especially if you are a person of color or if you are a woman in our industry. If you can relate Let me know I'm not alone. Send me a note and let me know that I am not the only one who feels this way. I want to, I want to meet you in my DMs. Anyway, so today I am sharing the three steps that I use to switch up my thinking 
to get in the headspace to actually enjoy these in-person events and to find value out of going to these events. Like I said, like a trade show or an in-person pitch slam, a networking event, an investor fair, right? These steps are going to work for any event. I was going to say that's in-person, but heck, I think you can use them for online events as well. So I thought it was particularly timely to talk about this with Expo West coming up in March. And then we've got the Good Food Mercantile up in Portland in April. We've got Fancy Food this summer, Sweet and Snacks Expo. I mean, we got a bunch of things on the horizon here. So this is going to work for you this year. Let me review the steps and then we'll dive into each one. So step number one is recognize the importance of being seen. Step number two is set a goal. And step number three is schedule downtime afterwards. Okay, so let's get into step one. Let's get into the details. Step number one, recognizing the importance of being seen. I know you know that's it, that is, it is important to show up, but it is hard to remember that as an introvert or as someone who feels like an outsider. It can be painful to take that first step and commit to buying a ticket to an event. Heck, I've bought tickets to events and then I don't show up to an event, right? <laughs> or you say you're going to go, you tell everybody you're going to go, and then you ghost, right? That's my move. Gosh, I'm admitting a lot on the podcast today. <laughs> So anyways, for me, at least from time to time, it can feel painful to commit to going to an event. So I always take a few minutes, literally 90 seconds here, two minutes here to remind myself of why it's so important to literally show up. It is crucial that we are seen in our businesses and in our industry. Why? Well, first off, it's so that we can get and give help. We need help in business. We can't do it alone. I've never seen someone build their business alone. But we also can't get the help we need unless we put ourselves out there and we ask for it. And we also can't give help. We can't get our products into the hands of people who need them unless we get out there. We have to show up for ourselves and for others. Showing up authentically is something that I've been working on over the past few years. And I wanna remind you listeners that that is key here. The real you, the real you, the authentic you attracts people who want to engage with the real you. This extends from in-person events to showing up online. I mean, that's a whole other episode topic. For now, let me just say this. I wholeheartedly encourage us as business owners, to show up as close as possible to our authentic selves, as close as we're comfortable with. So when you show up as you, not only is it easier because you don't have to put on some sort of fake persona, which frankly is hard to maintain over time, but also you then attract the people who love you for you. A few years ago, it would have been tough for me to show up as myself in this episode, admitting that I am introverted and that I don't actually love in-person events. But here we are a few years later, and I'm totally comfortable showing you this side of me. I know my fellow introverts will appreciate this episode. So I'm doing it both for you and for me. 
And then secondly, as we think about this importance of being seen in business, I think about what happens when we don't allow ourselves to be seen and we don't show up and when we choose not to show up, right? When we choose not to put ourselves out there. So when you're not seen, you can't get in front of the people who need you the most or who can help you the most. When you choose to skip an aligned event, or a trade show that will help you reach your goals, or that networking event that you know might lead to a great connection, or heck, even a demo that you know will help boost sales or making that Instagram reel that's going to connect you with your ideal target audience. When you say no to those things because you're not in the mood, or you're getting like squirmy just thinking about it, or right, you're an introvert like me, it means that it's a missed opportunity for getting in front of the people who can help you and the people who need your help. A disclaimer here is that you know this by now. I am all about doing what is right for you and your business. And it's all about saying yes to the opportunities that will move the needle in your business and no to the things that are just fluff especially as someone with limited energy. I want to be clear here. I'm not saying that you have to force yourself to say yes to every opportunity in your business. I mean, gosh, that makes me exhausted just thinking about it. But before you say no because of that momentary discomfort at an event, I want you to pause and evaluate it. If it actually is a heck yes, but you just got to psych yourself up for it, well, I mean, that's what we're talking about today. Now, I want to talk about the event itself and how I make it through them. So that was step number one, right? We've got to recognize the importance of being seen in our business, right? What happens when we say yes to being seen and what happens when we say no to being seen? So that brings us to step number two. We're now shifting to being at the event. So I need to admit that when I think about going to events, the biggest question that's always on my mind is when can I leave? (laughs) When is it appropriate for me to leave? I'm not afraid to admit that. So step number two is key for me. I'm going to take a quick break in this episode. I've got a really, really time-sensitive, important announcement for you, and we'll be right back to talk about getting through the event itself. If you have been eyeing our Retail Ready program, this is for you. Mark your calendars for Thursday, February 29th, Leap Day. We never, ever put Retail Ready on sale, and we never discount our program. But as you know, Leap Day happens once every four years, so this is your chance to get a huge deal on Retail Ready, something we've never done before. Our Leap Day promotion will be available to the first 29 people who join Retail Ready on Thursday, February 29th, and it includes two never-seen-before deals. We're offering a $250 cash rebate for you to invest back in your business. Is Retail Ready just a little bit out of your price range? Get $250 back to spend however you would like. Then you'll get our Leap Day bonus bundle worth over $1,700. It includes tools to get you prepped for your next trade show, our cheat sheet for trade show follow-ups, ensuring those leads don't get forgotten about, our Food Biz Whiz moneymaker list, which includes our favorite pitch slams, accelerators, grants, and money-making opportunities for you to pitch to in the year ahead, plus a whole lot more. 
This Leap Day promotion is available only on Thursday, February 29th. And it's open to the first 29 brands who join us that day or until 11.59 p.m. Pacific time, whichever comes first. Click through to the full show notes for details and to get a save the date directly on your calendar. I cannot wait for you to leap forward in business with us. All right, we are back with step number two, set a goal. This is the game changer for me. I set a goal for the event, and when I reach my goal, I can leave the event. Now, when I actually say that out loud, it sounds really silly, but here's my take on it. One of the things that I dread about events is the anticipation of it rather than the event itself. So my introvert brain wonders, like, how long do I have to stay at this event? Like, when can I leave without being a jerk? How will I know when I've talked to enough people or made it worthwhile to even be here. I mean, I spent money on this ticket or to get into this trade show or to make it to this event. When will I know that it was worth the investment? So many questions and brain chatter about the single question of when can I leave? And that's not a great way to go into an event. Simply, you know, grinning and bearing it until I feel like I can slip out the back door and hope that nobody notices. So what I do instead is set a goal for the event. And when I hit my goal, I can leave without any hesitation. So if you are an achiever like me, you are going to love this strategy. So what does a good event goal look like? Let's use the example of a networking event at Expo West coming up in March. So perhaps it's uh, Startup CPG's Alley Rally, or maybe it's Naturally Network's evening event, right? Especially essentially, you know, it's a, you know that it's going to be a bunch of industry folks, maybe other brand founders, wholesale buyers, potential investors, maybe a distributor to some service providers like packaging experts or co-packers. I mean, you name it, right? The rooms are going to be crowded. You know that there will be hundreds of folks at that event. And you have decided that this is the event of the evening that you can mentally commit to going to, right? Setting a goal is easy. Ask yourself, what do you need in your business right now? Now, before you tell me that you need a million different things, right? What is the most important for y- thing for you in your business right now? Maybe you need to find a new distributor in the Northeast, or you need a co-packer who can do hot fill in the Pacific Northwest, or you need to find investors to fund your next big launch. I mean, great, all very specific things that you need in your business, and those are perfect for goal setting. You then articulate a smart goal based on what you need in the business right now, and then around the event itself. If you're a Retail Ready student listening now, you know that we do a deep dive into smart goal setting, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant and time-bound SMART goals. So go back to our course content for a deeper understanding of how to use that framework here. So for our listeners today, you use that framework to set a goal for the event. And once you hit that goal, you can leave. It's as simple as that. Here is what it looks like. You might have a goal of saying, I wanna find three leads for a new distributor in the Northeast at this event. All right, great. That is super clear. Once I have my three distributor leads, leads, I can leave. Now, 
what happens at the event? In order to hit this goal, I have to literally talk to people. I have to tell them what I'm seeking support on. I have to ask them questions. I have to initiate conversation. And you know what? It's all easier because I have pre-planned the one thing that I need out of this networking event, and my focus is on that. I no longer have to wonder what I'm going to say as I walk up to that stranger. I no longer have to wonder, have I stayed long enough? I no longer have to be the awkward person in the corner waiting for someone to make conversation with me. Now, as you seek out, in this example, your three leads for a new distributor, naturally, you're going to talk to people who cannot help you. And that's the whole point. Not every convo will lead to the new distributor. Like we all know you aren't going to walk into Alley Rally, talk to only three people, you know, hit your goal and leave, right? But the magic here is in all the conversations that you'll have along the way. I promise you. So do you follow those steps here? So you identify your immediate need in the business, you set a smart goal around it, and you go into the event with that goal as the only thing you need to do during that event. Once you've hit your goal, you can leave. Permission granted. I love gamifying in-person events like this because it really makes me tune into why the heck I'm going to the event in the first place. And I can then ensure that I get value out of the event and I can give myself a big old high five once I achieve my goal. I leave the event feeling successful and like it was worth it. I don't know about you, but I hate going to events, being awkward there, and then going home, flopping on my couch and being like, that was a waste of time. Like, why did I go to that? When you set a goal and then you talk to people at an event in order to pursue that goal, you no longer waste your time at events. So I want you to use this framework and take it to the next event that you're going to. Identifying your goal ahead of time, focusing in on it, and seeing how it shifts your perspective of networking and in-person events. Does it make it easier for you? Come and tell me. I sincerely want to know. It would be a dream of mine. I'll just say this. It would be a dream of mine to see a whole bunch of Instagram stories the week of Expo West tagging me and sharing what your goal of the networking event is. I mean, it's a win-win. I'll just say, if you do that, it's a win-win because then your community, your online community sees that story, understands what your goal is, and maybe they can then help you with a lead, even if they're not in person with you at an event. The magic here is in telling people what you need and seeing then who raises their hand and supports you. So are you with me? Next time you go to an event, snap a picture, tag me in it, and share your goal of the event, and I'll celebrate right there with you. I might even have a lead for you. Okay, so that's step number two, and this is really the key for me. This is the thing that was such a game changer in shifting away from feeling like I was going to events out of obligation because I should show my face at events, and actually feeling like I too was gaining value out of these events. Okay, and now we are on to step number three, scheduling downtime. Scheduling downtime after the event. This seems obvious, but I can't tell you how many clients that I coach who go to a three-day event, 
or say a holiday market or do back-to-back demos and then jump right back into work the next day thinking that they lost all that time while at the live event and they need to somehow hustle to catch back up in their business. I get it. I mean, I truly do. I always feel behind the ball when I come back from a big trade show. But I also know, first, events are part of the business, right? It's not like you go to the event and then you need to catch back up on real work, right? The event is part of the business. And once we recognize that, we realize the importance of scheduling and downtime after the event in order to take care of yourself. This could be as simple as carving out a half hour to take a walk or to read a fun novel in bed the morning before going to day two of Expo West. Or maybe you're scheduling a half day to get laundry done or watch TV when you come back from traveling. Or maybe you're giving yourself the gift of getting groceries delivered the day after you get home. Or clearing your calendar and committing to nothing the Monday after an event. It's up to you. But don't make the mistake of thinking that you can just roll right back in to the day-to-day of your work, playing catch-up even, after an event that takes it out of you, right? So I want you to be proactive here and schedule that downtime into your calendar. Unless you schedule it on your calendar, that time's going to fill up, right? So here's my challenge for you. If you are going to Expo West, put the downtime on the calendar now. Block it out. All right, my whizzes. There you have it. My three steps to surviving an in-person event as an introvert, as an outsider, or as anyone who hesitates in these high-energy industry events. Which step can you commit to for your next event? I'd love to know. Like I said, come and tag me in your stories, drop into my DMs, find me at my new handle at foodbizwiz on Instagram, or send me a message on LinkedIn. I mean, like I said, who knows? I might be able to help you hit your event goal without even leaving the house. (laughs) And one last thing I'll say here. If you see me at an event this year, please come and say hi. From one introvert to another, you know that I'm secretly hoping that someone comes and starts up a conversation with me. So here is your invitation. You can even mention this podcast and we'll have something to talk about. Maybe we'll have like an introvert's high five that we'll do. I would love to meet you in person. So please come say hello if you spot me in real life. I would appreciate it. Okay, my wizards, that is all for today. I'm going to be back here next year. Woo, next year. We're not taking the year off. I'll be back here next week with Skylar Mapes of Exaow Olive Oil as we wrap up Black History Month and we kick off a new series for Women's History Month, all about highlighting our past and current retail ready students who are building businesses that work for them. Skylar's got a great story of being a Black woman in the olive oil industry living in Southern Italy. Come back next week and I'll see you then. Bye. Thanks for listening to Food Biz Wiz. If you're enjoying this podcast and the tools it gives you for growing your packaged product business, please subscribe so you never miss an episode. From one small business owner to another, 
I am deeply grateful for your support of this podcast, and I appreciate it when you share it with your fellow food founders, share it on social media, or leave me a review on your listening platform. Ready for more? Find out how we can work together at foodbizwiz.com. I'll see you right back here next week.